booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at five. This, this is the top five at five. Crime is spiraling out of control in New York City. It's up 42% since January under new mayor Eric Adams. As crime soars in the Big Apple, Manhattan's embattled DA continues to refuse to answer questions about his lax crime policies. Well, as the Russia-Ukraine crisis looms, we have details of President Biden and the German chancellors meeting at the White House yesterday. Well, there's been a shakeup in the West Wing of the White House. One of President Biden's top advisors is out after an investigation found he bullied staff. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi spent nearly a half million bucks on private jets. They're notorious for being harmful to the environment, despite her repeated calls for climate change. Well, new figures show yet another spike in crime in New York City. A nearly 60 percent spike in crime occurred just last week, even during frigid temperatures. The largest jump, car thefts, 225 last week, compared to 118 for the same time period last year. Now, that's a 116 percent jump year to year. Overall, crime is up 42 percent throughout the five boroughs since the start of this year. Here's New York City Mayor Eric Adams. We are going to do a lot more than pray. We're going to turn our pain into purpose. We're going to unite and take action. New Yorkers feel as if a sea of violence is engulfing our city. Grand Larson. But as your mayor, I promise you, I will not let this happen. And all right, grand larceny soared by more than 93 percent. Rapes, they are up 67 percent. Over 900 incidents of grand larceny up from 470 a year ago. And 35 rapes were reported compared to 21 last year for the same time period. As crime skyrockets, New Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg under fire for his January 3rd memo outlining more lenient handling of misdemeanor and felony cases continues to refuse to answer reporters' questions. There was a gentleman who was arrested for robbing a CVS with a knife, and he was downgraded to a misdemeanor. I'm not going to discuss that in open matter. Thank you. Now, Bragg's a Harlem resident where crime is up 30% in his own backyard. Harlem has been the stage for a series of high-profile crimes, including the fatal shooting of two NYPD officers, the shooting of an off-duty cop, a gang assault in which a man was pummeled and run over, and gunfire which narrowly missed commuters aboard a city transit bus. President Joe Biden and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz met at the White House yesterday over the Ukraine-Russia crisis. Germany is worried about being cut off from the Nord Stream 2 pipeline if Russia, in fact, invades Ukraine. Now, the president, President Biden, confirmed the U.S. would bring an end to that pipeline if the invasion takes place. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine. Uh, again, uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. And Biden did not explain that comment further. Germany, though, relies on 50 percent of its natural gas supply from Russia. Germany's been criticized for not sending lethal weapons to Ukraine, increasing German troops to Eastern Europe and 
for not saying what sanctions Germany will back. And there's been a shakeup at the White House, more staffing woes. President Joe Biden's top advisor, Dr. Eric Lander, resigned Monday. He apologized before his resignation, though, for mistreating staff. An internal review found credible evidence that Lander bullied subordinates and treated staff in a way that contradicted workplace policy. Before Lander's resignation, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked why President Biden was not sticking with his day one promise to immediately fire anybody who treats colleagues disrespectfully. Uh, Lander's record was thoroughly part of his confirmation, and he received bipartisan support, including final confirmation with a voice vote. But again, once we were made aware of the complaint, we launched a thorough investigation, and compliance with the recommendations uh, is will be uh, will be required in this regard. According to Politico, Lander was accused of creating an abusive work environment, demeaning women, and berating staff by more than two dozen employees just last year. Vice President Kamala Harris has seen the resignation of nearly all of her staff over allegations of a toxic work environment. Talk about saying one thing and doing another. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has repeatedly described climate change as an existential threat that the U.S. has a moral obligation to address. Yet campaign filings with the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, clearly shows her campaign has spent nearly a half million dollars on private jets since 2020, notoriously bad for the environment. Here's Pelosi at a U.N. conference back in 2019. This is a mission. This is a passion. Uh, This is a scientifically based approach to all of it. And we're here to say to all of you, on behalf of the House of Representatives and the Congress of the United States, we're still in it. And Pelosi was criticized as well back in September after claiming climate change was even more of a priority to discuss with China than a multitude of human rights abuses. 77 WABC Time Check 507. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Holland, and Lincoln Tunnels are all good and clear to drive. But over to Rutherford in New Jersey, there's a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit in both directions on the New Jersey Turnpike from Exit 1 to Exit 8A because of roadway conditions and salting operations. On to Spring Valley, Route 59 east and westbound, traffic has stopped because of an accident that occurred last night. Finally, over to the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level east and westbound, all lanes are closed due to construction. In transit, the path train is expected experiencing irregular delays due to signal problems at the Newark and World Trade Center at Grove Street. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. And looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies today are high near 43. The overnight lows 29, mostly clear skies. Now there's a sunny day tomorrow, the high near 47. Right now we have a reading of 36 degrees. Uh, cloudy skies here in Manhattan. COVID uh, waning, actually. New statistics show a decline in COVID-19 in each and every state throughout the United States. Now, this latest CDC data shows COVID-19 cases declining or stabilizing following surges in Omicron. Now, according to this new data, new cases have actually plunged 61% since last month when Omicron peaked. Here is Dr. Paul Sachs from Brigham and Women's Hospital on WFXT in Boston. If you look at where we were in 2020, we're absolutely doing much better than then, way better, way fewer people per case going into the hospital, going into ICU and dying, without a doubt. 
however, you know, it's not gone. I think that we have to balance those two realities. Uh, we have much better prevention, much better treatment. We understand much better about COVID-19, but it's still with us. And daily cases were averaging more than 800,000 at the height of Omicron in mid-January. The new data shows cases averaging around 313,000 per day now. Well, a new book hits the market today that claims the late Arizona Senator John McCain knew that Alaska Governor Sarah Palin would make a risky running mate in the 2008 race, but back the selection of Palin anyway. This new book, Insurgency, uh, details how Republicans lost their party and got everything they ever wanted. It reveals McCain said, F it, let's do it. My friends and fellow Americans, I am very pleased and very privileged to introduce to you the next vice president of the United States, Governor Sarah Palin of the great state of Alaska. The McCain-Palin ticket lost the 2008 presidential election on November 4th to Barack Obama and the Joe Biden ticket. The account was told by New York Times political reporter Jeremy Peters. And McCain later said he regretted his choice of Palin as his VP. All shocking claims from former White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham as supporters of Donald Trump breached the U.S. Capitol on January 6th in an effort to prevent lawmakers from certifying the election in favor of Joe Biden. The former president reportedly relished in the moment. Now, Grisham told the Daily Mail Trump rewound footage of the event, watching it over and over, becoming confused as to why his staff didn't share his excitement. During his January 6th speech, Trump urged supporters to fight like hell as Congress convened to certify the 2020 election results. And we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Trump even wanted then-Vice President Mike Pence to overturn the election. The former president tweeted during the riot, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution. And more on Trump. The National Archives last month retrieved 15 boxes of official White House records and gifts from former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home down in Florida. Now, in a statement on Monday, the National Archives confirmed that the documents and gifts should have been turned over to the National Archives at the end of the Trump presidency. Under the Presidential Records Act, memos, notes, letters, emails, faxes, and other written correspondence related to the president's official duties must be handed over to the National Archives for preservation. Well, here's proof of the effect record inflation under the Biden administration is having on Americans' pocketbooks. The one poll finds seven in 10 Americans say they are living paycheck to paycheck and that people feel it's getting harder and harder to even try and save money. Over 2,000 adults were surveyed for this, and 63% of respondents said they don't even see themselves reaching a level of financial security that will allow them to live the lifestyle that they want. Inflation is at its highest level since 1972. It's up 7% under the Biden administration. The Consumer Price Index, which is the most widely followed inflation gauge, increased 7% from December of 2022 to December of 2021, its highest rate in nearly 40 years. 77 WABC Time Check 513. Deborah Valentine with your early news. 
French President Emmanuel Macron met with Russian President Vladimir Putin yesterday. Now, Putin reportedly said that Russia would do everything to find compromises over its conflict with Ukraine, but again blamed the West for ongoing tensions. Russia does not want Ukraine and other Western allies to join NATO, resulting in the growth of Western influence. Here's a translation of part of the conversation from Reuters. I see how much effort the current France leadership and the president personally put to solve the crisis tied to providing equal security in Europe in a serious historic perspective and to solve the issue of Ukraine's internal crisis in the southeast of the country. The two leaders are expected to speak again today after Putin meets with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. And uh, Putin did say Macron presented uh, several ideas worth studying. Well, horrifying tales from Olympic athletes in Beijing who've been thrown into isolation after testing positive for COVID-19 under China's zero COVID policy. Athletes describing things like being hauled out of bed at three in the morning, being placed in rooms too small for exercise and being fed horrible food. Swedish journalist Philip Gad told DailyMail.com about the harrowing experience. This is, this is, I say, the most strange situation, the most strange week I've had in my entire life, for sure. And Olympic athletes are being tested for COVID on a daily basis. They can only leave isolation after two negative PCR tests within 24 hours. All right, Deb Valentine with your early news. WABC Time Check 515. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Thanks, Deb. Happy Tuesday. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. New York City basketball is sinking like a brick right now as the Knicks dropped their third straight last night in Salt Lake City. Donovan Mitchell registered 32 points and six assists for the Jazz and route to a 113-104 victory over the Knickerbockers. One bright spot for the Knicks was Julius Randle, who looked like his old self, pouring in 30 points to top the box score for New York. They'll head to the state next door to take on the Denver Nuggets tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. The Nets were off but are back in action at home tonight against the Boston Celtics. That game is set for a 7.30 p.m. start time. The Nets are trying to snap an eight-game losing streak. Now for some ice hockey as the Devils return from the All-Star break last night in Ottawa. Not much fight to speak of from Jersey as they fall 4-1 to to the Senators. 32 shots on goal and not one managed to get past the wall. That was Ottawa tender Matt Murray as the Devils lose their seventh straight and plummet to the bottom of the Metropolitan Division at 15-26-5 overall. They'll get the Habs in Montreal tonight at 7 p.m. to try and snap that losing streak. The Islanders drop the puck on their second half of the season tomorrow night in Vancouver against the Canucks at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, and the Rangers will enjoy an elongated break until next Tuesday when they host the Boston Bruins at the Garden. Here are their early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And thanks, Justin. At the traffic desk is Mike Garcia. Thank you, Deb. George Washington Bridge, Holland, and Lincoln Tunnels are all still good and clear. Hopefully we can keep it that way. Over to Rutherford, there's a 45-mile-per-hour speed limit in both directions on the New Jersey Turnpike from Exit 1 to Exit 8A because of roadway conditions and salting operations. Over at Middlesex County, New Jersey north and southbound on Route 1, some stop-and-go traffic is over at Edison. Onto Spring Valley, Route 59 east and westbound, traffic has stopped because of an accident that occurred last night. And finally, over to the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level east and westbound, all lanes are closed due to construction. In transit, the PATH train is still experiencing irregular delays due to signal problems at the Newark and World Trade Center at Grove Street. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. And your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today. Our high near 43, the overnight low. 
low, dips to 29, mostly clear skies. Another sunny day tomorrow, the high up to 47 degrees. Right now, 36 cloudy skies in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Markets struggled for direction before giving up gains in the final hour as investors weighed quarterly earnings yesterday. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained just over a point. The S&P 500 lost 17 points and the Nasdaq fell 82 points. Peter Thiel, one of Facebook's longest-serving and most controversial board members, plans to step down from the company's board later this year. Thiel, an early investor in Facebook, had served on the board of the company now known as Meta since 2005, one year after the social network launched. He will serve as a board director until Meta's annual shareholders meeting, at which point he will not stand for re-election. Tesla has once again been subpoenaed by the SEC over CEO Elon Musk's Twitter habits. According to a regulatory filing made public yesterday, Tesla said the SEC sought information on our governance process around compliance with a September 2018 settlement between the company and the regulatory agency. The subpoena was issued just 10 days after Musk triggered a stock sell-off when he asked his Twitter followers if he should sell 10% of his stake in the company. Tesla's stock price dipped by some 16% over the course of two days of trading, which followed the tweet. Peloton stock surged 28% as rumors swirled about potential takeover bids from Amazon, Nike, or Apple. Shares of the beleaguered fitness firm were trading up $6.79 at $31.39 shortly after the market opened Monday morning. The surge comes amidst the Wall Street Journal report late Friday that Peloton was drawing potential takeover interest. Other observers have speculated that uh, one of these companies could also consider buying Peloton in order to boost its health and fitness business. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. The WABC Early News. All right, Deborah Valentine with the early news. Overall, violent crime up almost 40% throughout New York City. Anti-Semitic crimes have spiked nearly 300% in January alone compared to the year before, including two more hate crimes targeting Jewish people recently. WABC Radio's Lydia Serrani goes in-depth on all of these issues with New York Post crime reporter Tina Moore. And this is Lydia Serrani on the line with me right now is the best crime reporter in New York City, Tina Moore. She is the police bureau chief for New York Post. Hi, Tina. How are you? Hi, Lydia. I'm fine. Thank you. Quite the busy weekend. One of the top stories, that shootout at 125th and Lexington, the bus, a bullet piercing through one of the windows, narrowly missing a rider by mere inches. What do we know? So we have a picture of a, a bullet lodged in the side of the bus. Luckily, nobody was hit, but there was a woman sitting on the bus. There are plenty of people sitting on the bus, but there was a woman in that seat right there where the bullet was who didn't get struck by the bullet, luckily. Uh, and they still haven't found uh, any shooters responsible for that at this point. It reminds me of that incident in the Bronx that happened a few weeks ago at 199th Street and Valentine Avenue where the 11-month-old little girl was shot in the face. She was in the back seat of the car. The oh, bullet yeah. pierced yeah. her face, and, and thank God she's okay. But that was, again, a shootout on the street, a stray bullet. 
Yeah, they released a video after that little girl was shot showing a guy running down the street shooting, just shooting indiscriminately down the street. So anybody could have been struck. And that's what the mother had said. Anybody could have been killed. And now we're seeing uh, anti-Semitic attacks. They're on the rise. Brooklyn, last 24 hours, there were three attacks. One of them was caught on video. A man hit upside the head very violently, randomly. What do we know? Yes, it was a 21-year-old man who was, who was approached from behind but then punched in the face, I guess the side of the face. And police were trying to figure out who did that because it was pretty brutal. He was wearing uh, that religious garb, you know, and, and so they're thinking it was probably an attack on his religion, on his Jewish religion. D.A. Bragg, there was that new memo that he kind of reissued, but not really. I mean, he kind of just backtracked a little bit when it comes to the armed robbery. Yeah, so now he says that if you have a, a, a firearm, a, a gun, uh, in, in the commission of a robbery, even if you don't use it, that you'll be charged with, with possession of that of that weapon. Whereas before, um, he wasn't uh, he was not going to do that. And I think the same was true of other weapons as well. So knives or any anything else that you could call a weapon used in a robbery, they would be charged with possession of that. But it said commercial robberies. That's what I've noticed. It didn't say anything about say one on one robberies. Correct. Correct. Wow. Wow. Bravo. Uh, speaking of DAs not enforcing the law, the turnstiles, I have a, I don't take the subway anymore, thank God, to Metro North or I drive, but I have friends that do, and they're saying that they have a tough time even swiping their card because there's so many people now jumping the turnstile. People that I would have never done it before now seem to be doing it because it's faster at this point. I do take the subway every day a couple times, and I have noticed just anecdotally an increase, but I, I believe it's true as well. I mean, I, I, I think that that, that no, none of the DAs are prosecuting turnstile jumping. But this is not sustainable. How will the MTA pay their bills? Clearly, we're going to see a rise in fares if this continues. Yeah, I mean, and also a lot of these turnstile jumpings lead to, uh, lead to other crimes. So if somebody jumps a turnstile, they get into the system and they and they rob somebody or they or they commit some other crime in the system. Well, thank you so much, Tina Moore of the New York Post, for keeping us posted and come back anytime. And this is Lydia Serrani for 77 WABC News. Overall crime on the MTA, that's up 70 percent, despite ridership still much lower than pre-pandemic levels. It's the WABC Early News. New York State's mask mandate for schools is likely to be renewed before it expires on February 21st. That from a spokesperson for the New York State Department of Health. And that spokesperson spoke with the Albany Times Union and said it is expected to be renewed. Here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul after a reporter asked her what vaccination rate she would like to see before making any mandated changes. I'd like to see it higher than 34 percent, which is what we're looking at now uh, for the 5 to 11 year olds. I think I know we can do better than that. And again, their older siblings, we're at about 80 percent for the 12 to 17 year olds. Let's get those younger kids vaccinated. And just the opposite from New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy. He said Monday the Garden State will lift mask mandates for schools. That'll become effective March 7th. Murphy calls it a huge step towards normalcy for our kids. Here's Murphy. We can responsibly take this step given the continuing drop in new cases and hospitalizations. And we are also buoyed by the continued growth in vaccinations and the expectation that the vaccines will be made available to children under the age of five in early March. Over in Connecticut, Governor Ned Lamont said the state's mask mandate at schools will be extended only until February 28th. Now, both governors said local school districts still have the power to opt to impose their own mask mandates. 
Now, as for New York State's mask mandate for businesses, New York Governor Hochul is expected to have an update tomorrow. The current mandate expires Thursday. Here's Hochul last month. I am so looking forward to the day to say these are history. We don't have to do this any longer. All of us are. I don't want to keep any requirements for safety in place a day longer than necessary, but I will not do it a day before we can do it safely. A state Supreme Court judge out on Long Island last month overturned the mask mandate, but a stay on that order was put in place by an appellate court as the Hochul administration seeks an appeal. Opponents of the mandate have argued that the State Department of Health did not have the authority to put the statewide mask rule in place back in December as the COVID-19 variant Omicron spread. There are more signs that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo will try to resurrect his political career. Cuomo, during an interview published Monday with Bloomberg, said he regrets resigning over bogus claims he sexually harassed multiple women. Now, he says he should have stood his ground. Cuomo said he will not rule out running again, but only uh, once he has exposed State Attorney General Letitia James for going after him. Cuomo resigned after James issued a report finding he sexually harassed 11 women. The ex-governor also believes that James is behind the turmoil at CNN, which led to his brother, former anchor Chris, being fired from the left-wing network and the resignation of CEO Jeff Zucker. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. Five criminal investigations against Cuomo have been dropped, clearing the way also for a possible run. 77 WABC time check at 527. Mike Garcia is at the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge and Holland and Lincoln Tunnels are all still good and clear. But over to Rutherford, there's still a 45-minute, 45-minute, wow, 45-miles-per-hour speed limit in both directions on the New Jersey Turnpike from Exit 1 to Exit 8A because of roadway conditions and salting operations. Over at Middlesex County, New Jersey, north and southbound on Route 1, some stop-and-go traffic are going on in Edison. On the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level westbound, the lanes are still closed due to construction. On the eastbound, however, has now recently opened. Some stop-and-go traffic is happening on the BQE I-278 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A. In transit, the PATH train is still experiencing irregular delays due to signal problems at the Newark World Trade Center at Grove Street. Ultimate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. And thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Our high today is 43 with mostly sunny skies. Overnight lows 29, mostly clear overnight. More sunshine tomorrow, the high near 47. And right now we are holding steady at 36 degrees. Cloudy skies here in Manhattan. New data finds people who've recovered from COVID-19 are actually at an increased risk of developing cardiovascular complications. The complications occur within the first month to a year following infection. This in-depth study was done by researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis and the Veterans Affairs St. Louis Healthcare System. It found that the cardiovascular complications occur even among previously healthy individuals who've had even just mild complications from the COVID-19 virus. Such complications include things like disruptive heart rhythms, inflammation of the heart, blood clots, stroke, coronary artery disease, heart attack, heart failure, or even death. More than 380 million people globally have been infected with the virus since the start of the viral pandemic. 
77 WABC Time Check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your early news. More early news, traffic, sports, weather coming up right after the break. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Well, welcome or welcome back to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your early news along with sports, weather, traffic, and business. Here's your top five at 530. It's the top five at 530. Crime spiraling out of control in New York City. It's up 42% since January under new mayor Eric Adams. As crime soars in the Big Apple, Manhattan's embattled district attorney continues to refuse to answer questions about his lax crime policies. As the Russia-Ukraine crisis looms, we have details of President Biden and the German chancellor's meeting at the White House yesterday. There's been a shakeup in the West Wing of the White House. One of President Biden's top advisors is out after an investigation found he bullied staff. Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi spent nearly a half million dollars on private jets notorious for being harmful to the environment despite her repeated calls for climate change. New figures show yet another spike in crime in New York City. A nearly 60% spike in crime occurred just last week during frigid temperatures. The largest jump, car thefts, 225 just last week, compared to 118 for the same time period a year ago. Now, that represents a 116% jump overall. Crime is up 42% in the five boroughs since the start of this year. Here's new New York City Mayor Eric Adams. We are going to do a lot more than pray. We're going to turn our pain into purpose. We're going to unite and take action. New Yorkers feel as if a sea of violence is engulfing our city. But as your mayor, I promise you, I will not let this happen. Grand larceny soared by more than 93%. Rapes are up 67%. Over 900 incidents of grand larceny from 470 a year ago. 35 rapes reported compared to 21 last year for the same time period as well. As crime skyrockets, New Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg under fire for his January 3rd memo outlining more lenient handling of misdemeanor and felony cases continues to refuse to answer reporters' questions. There was a gentleman who was arrested for robbing a CVS with a knife, and he was downgraded to a misdemeanor. I'm not going to discuss that as an open matter. Thank you. Bragg lives in Harlem, where crime is up 30% in his own backyard. Harlem has been the stage for a series of high-profile crimes recently, including the fatal shooting of two NYPD officers, the shooting of an off-duty cop, a gang assault in which a man was pummeled and run over, and gunfire which narrowly missed commuters aboard a city transit bus. President Joe Biden and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz met at the White House yesterday over the Ukraine-Russia crisis. Germany's worried about being cut off from the Nord Stream 2 pipeline if Russia invades Ukraine. Now, Biden confirmed that the U.S. would bring an end to the pipeline if the invasion actually does take place. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. And despite being asked, uh, President Biden did not explain further about his comment there. 
Germany relies on 50% of its natural gas supply from Russia. Germany, though, has been criticized for not sending lethal weapons to Ukraine and been criticized for not increasing German troops to Eastern Europe and for not saying just what sanctions hold back. The two countries, though, did say that they will work together. Uh, There has been a shakeup at the White House. More staffing woes here. President Joe Biden's top advisor, Dr. Eric Lander, resigned yesterday. He apologized for mistreating staff. An internal review found credible evidence that Lander bullied subordinates and treated staff in a way that contradicted workplace policy. Before Lander's resignation, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki was asked why President Biden was not sticking with his day one promise to immediately fire anybody who treats colleagues disrespectfully. Uh, Lander's record was thoroughly part of his confirmation, and he received bipartisan support, including final confirmation with a voice vote. But again, once we were made aware of the complaint, we launched a thorough investigation, and compliance with the recommendations uh, is will be uh, will be required in this regard. According to Politico, Lander was accused of creating an abusive work environment, demeaning women, and berating staff by more than two dozen staffers just last year. Meanwhile, Vice President Kamala Harris has seen the resignation of nearly all of her staff over allegations of a toxic work environment. While talking about one thing and doing another, Democratic House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has repeatedly described climate change as an existential threat that the U.S. has a moral obligation to address. Now, despite that, campaign filing with the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, clearly shows her campaign has spent nearly a half million dollars on private jets since 2020, notoriously bad for the environment. Here's Pelosi at a U.N. conference back in 2019. This is a mission. This is a passion. Uh, This is a scientifically based approach to all of it. And we're here to say to all of you, on behalf of the House of Representatives and the Congress of the United States, we're still in it. And Pelosi also criticized back in September after claiming climate change was even more of a priority to talk about with China than a multitude of human rights abuses. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Mike Garcia's hard at work at the traffic desk. Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Holland, and Lincoln Tunnels are all still good and clear to drive. But over to Rutherford, there's a 45 miles per hour speed limit in both directions on the New Jersey Turnpike from Exit 1 to Exit 8A because of roadway conditions and salting operations. Over at Middlesex County, New Jersey, north and southbound on Route 1, stop-and-go traffic is still going on in Edison. On the Verrazano Bridge, the lower level east and westbound, both lanes are now open. Some stop-and-go traffic is happening on the BQE I-278 eastbound between Exit 26 and Exit 28A. In transit, the PATH train is still experiencing irregular delays due to signal problems at the Newark World Trade Center at Grove Street. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7s for 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies. Today, a high near 43, mostly clear overnight. The lows 29, a sunny day tomorrow, the high near 47. Right now, we are still holding steady at 36 degrees here in Manhattan, cloudy skies. Well, claims by former President Donald Trump of racism, of course, a white man elected by majority of white men to the White House. Trump's claim references what he said were three black, radical, vicious, racist prosecutors, one in Georgia, one in New York, one in Washington, who are investigating his role in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol and examining his business organization finances. These prosecutors 
are vicious, horrible people. They're racists and they're very sick. They're mentally sick. They're going after me without any protection of my rights by the Supreme Court or most other courts. In reality, they're not after me. They're after you. And I just happen to be the person that's in the way. That's what they're after. Trump is the latest on a long line of conservatives claiming white men are victims of racism to make America more equitable. They argue everybody must be treated treated equally. Well, Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin was slapped with an ethics complaint yesterday for failing to properly report his wife's one and a half million dollar payout from a reserve trust stock. Now, this complaint is from the American Accountability Foundation, which is a conservative ethics watchdog to the Office of Congressional Ethics. Raskin's wife is Sarah Bloom Raskin. She is President Biden's nominee to be the Federal Reserve's top banking regulator. According to a federal financial disclosure form, Raskin did not report the December 2020 transaction until August of the next year. Here's former Treasury Department economist David Beckworth on Fox Business. She sounded a lot like her predecessor, Randy Quarles, who just left, who was appointed by Trump. Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens because of the three individuals that went to the hearing yesterday, she has the hardest path to confirmation. And lawmakers' spouses are allowed to trade in companies or industries that their partners may help regulate. However, Raskin's prompt failure to disclose the shares that his wife sold is a violation of the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Act. Georgia gubernatorial candidate and fierce mask proponent Stacey Abrams sparking widespread controversy. She's a huge mask proponent, but she went maskless in a photo with masked school kids in Atlanta, igniting a social media firestorm. Abrams angrily defended her maskless photo, saying it is shameful that our opponents are using a Black History Month reading event for Georgia children as the impetus for a false political attack. Even left-leaning hosts on The View have criticized Abrams. Here's co-host Sonny Hostin. Why do that? Why give the right uh, more ammunition? I mean, they always go after her anyway. And I think it was really hypocritical, actually. First, her statement. First of all, this has nothing to do with Black History Month. The point is that she was not wearing a mask when she is one of those proponents of mask mandates. Several Democratic leaders are under fire for saying one thing and doing another when it comes to COVID-19 guidelines they have preached throughout the pandemic, but then later ignored. The U.S. Justice Department is taking yet another look at safe haven injection sites. After winning a major court battle against their opening, officials say they are now evaluating and talking to regulators about appropriate guardrails. This development is a major change from the Justice Department's stance during the Trump administration when Prosecutors fought vigorously against the plan. The Justice Department won a lawsuit last year when a federal appeals court in Pennsylvania ruled that opening such a facility would violate a 1980s-era drug law aimed at crack houses, which bans operating a place for taking illegal drugs. The U.S. Supreme Court declined in October to take up that case. First Lady Jill Biden voicing disappointment yesterday that free tuition at community colleges is no longer on the table. Here's the First Lady. I knew that this wasn't going to be easy. Joe always said that. Still, like you, I was disappointed because 
Like you, these aren't just bills or budgets to me, to you, right? We know what they mean for real people, for our students. The idea was part of President Biden's failed $1.75 trillion Build Back Better plan. It may be reintroduced as smaller fractioned-off packages. Members of the president's own party sent Build Back Better down to defeat due to the planned no votes from West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin and Arkansas Senator Kirsten Sinema. Canada's Freedom Convoy is spawning similar anti-COVID-19 vaccination mandates in a trucker rally planned for the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C., now, police began cracking down on thousands of truckers protesting in Ottawa, which is Canada's capital, with arrests and seizures of trucks on Monday, including those who are aiding truckers with supplies. A group of truckers are planning a protest in the U.S. driving to the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Here's Brian Brace. He's a co-organizer of the U.S. protest appearing on Fox News. And what many of our opinions are now is that, you know, the anti-vax um, crowd or we'll say anybody that doesn't want to be mandated to be vaccinated will say that right. it's not anti-vax. We, if exactly. you want to get the vaccination, get it. If you don't, don't. Similar anti-vaccination freedom convoy efforts are also taking place by truckers now in the Netherlands, New Zealand, London and Australia. According to new reports, Israeli police have illegally used Pegasus malware to hack the phones of dozens of prominent figures, including the son of former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Avner, and his advisors. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett vowed government action would be taken as the country's privacy scandal thickens. Reports also indicate Pegasus is being used to target activists, senior government officials, businessmen, and others. 77 WABC Time Check, 545. Justin Ellick's at the sports desk. Morning, Thanks. Justin, once again. Good morning, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. New York City basketball is sinking like a stone right now as the Knicks drop their third straight last night in Salt Lake City. Donovan Mitchell registered 32 points and six, assi- six assists Excuse me for the Jazz en route to a 113-104 victory over the Knickerbockers. One bright spot for the Knicks was Julius Randle, who looked like Zod's old self, pouring in 30 points to top the box score for New York. They'll head to the state next door to take on the Denver Nuggets tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. The Nets were off, but are back in action at home tonight against the Boston Celtics. That game is set for a 7.30 p.m. start time. Now for some ice hockey as the Devils returned from the All-Star break last night in Ottawa. Not much fight to speak of from Jersey as they fall 4-1 to to the Senators. 32 shots on goal and not one managed to get past the wall that was Ottawa tender Matt Murray as the Devils lose their 7th straight and plummet to the bottom of the Metropolitan Division at 15-26-5 and overall. They'll get the Habs in Montreal tonight at 7 p.m. The Islanders drop the puck on their second half of the season tomorrow night in Vancouver against the Canucks at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And the Rangers will enjoy an elongated break until next Tuesday when they host the Boston Bruins at the Garden. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. And Mike Garcia is keeping an eye on things over at the traffic desk. Mike? Thank you, Dev. The George Washington Bridge, Holland, and Lincoln Tunnels are all still good and clear. But still over to Rutherford, there's a 45 miles per hour speed limit in both directions on the New Jersey Turnpike from Exit 1 to Exit 8A because of the roadway conditions and salting operations. Over at Middlesex County, New Jersey North and southbound on Route 1, stop-and-go traffic is still going on in Edison. 
Also, some stop and go traffic is happening on the BQE I-278 eastbound between exit 26 and exit 28A. Now, an accident just occurred at Whitestone Bridge on I-678 northbound approaching the tolls. One lane is completely blocked off. So some so some stop and go traffic is going on there. And Transit, the PATH train is experiencing irregular delays due to signal problems at Newark World Trade Center at Grove Street. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. Next, Mike, in your forecast. From the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies today, highs 43. Mostly clear overnight, the low is 29. Tomorrow, sunny, the high near 47. 36 degrees right now, cloudy skies in Manhattan. Here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Markets struggled for direction before giving up gains in the final hour as investors weighed quarterly earnings yesterday. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial Average gained just over a point. The S&P 500 lost 17 points and the Nasdaq fell 82 points. Peter Thiel, one of Facebook's longest-serving and most controversial board members, plans to step down from the company's board later this year. Thiel, an early investor in Facebook, had served on the board of the company, now known as Meta, since 2005, one year after the social network launched. He will serve as a board director until Meta's annual shareholders meeting, at which point he will not stand for re-election. Tesla has once again been subpoenaed by the SEC over CEO Elon Musk's Twitter habits. According to a regulatory filing made public yesterday, Tesla said the SEC sought information on our governance process around compliance with a September 2018 settlement between the company and the regulatory agency. The subpoena was issued just 10 days after Musk triggered a stock sell-off when he asked his Twitter followers if he should sell 10% of his stake in the company. Tesla's stock price dipped by some 16% over the course of two days of trading, which followed the tweet. Peloton stock surged 28% as rumors swirled about potential takeover bids from Amazon, Nike, or Apple. Shares of the beleaguered fitness firm were trading up $6.79 at $31.39 shortly after the market opened Monday morning. The surge comes amidst the Wall Street Journal report late Friday that Peloton was drawing potential takeover interest. Other observers have speculated that uh, one of these companies could also consider buying Peloton in order to boost its health and fitness business. I'm Frank Moreno with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll see you at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. And looking at futures. WABC Early News. Looking at futures, the Dow's up just over a point. The S&P 500 down 16. NASDAQ in the red two down 82. And also breaking Peloton has told the Wall Street Journal it is changing CEOs and will cut some 2,800 jobs. Well, New York State's mask mandate, of course, has caused a lot of controversy, that mask mandate for schools. It is likely to be renewed, though, before it expires on February 21st. A spokesperson for the New York State Department of Health told the Albany Times Union it is expected to be renewed. Now, here's New York Governor Kathy Hochul after a reporter asked her what vaccination rate she would like to see before making any mandate changes. I'd like to see it higher than 34 percent, which is what we're looking at now. Uh, for the 5 to 11-year-olds. I think I know we can do better than that. And again, their older siblings, we're at about 80% for the 12 to 17-year-olds. Let's get those younger kids vaccinated.
And just the opposite from New Jersey's Governor Phil Murphy. He said Monday the Garden State will lift mask mandates for schools effective March 7th. Murphy calls it a huge step towards normalcy for our kids. Here's Governor Murphy. We can responsibly take this step given the continuing drop in new cases and hospitalizations. We are also buoyed by the continued growth in vaccinations and the expectation that the vaccines will be made available to children under the age of five in early March. In Connecticut, Governor Ned Lamont said the state's mask mandate will be extended only until February 28th. Both governors said local school districts still have the power, though, to opt to impose their own mask mandates. As for New York State's mask mandate for businesses, New York Governor Hochul is expected to have an update tomorrow. The current mandate expires Thursday. Here's Hochul last month. I am so looking forward to the day to say these are history. We don't have to do this any longer. All of us are. I don't want to keep any requirements for safety in place a day longer than necessary. But I will not do it a day before we can do it safely. A state Supreme Court judge out on Long Island last month overturned the mask mandate, but a stay on that order was then put in place by an appellate court as the Hochul administration seeks an appeal. Opponents of the mandate have argued that the State Department of Health did not have the authority to put the statewide mask rule in place back in December as the COVID-19 variant Omicron spread. More signs that former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo will try to resurrect his political career. Cuomo, in an interview published Monday with Bloomberg, said he regrets resigning over what he said were bogus claims that he sexually harassed multiple women. He says he should have stood his ground. Cuomo says he will not rule out running again, but only once he has exposed State Attorney General Letitia James for going after him. Cuomo resigned back in August after James issued a report finding he sexually harassed 11 women. The ex-governor also believes James is behind the turmoil at CNN, which led to his brother, Chris, being fired from the network and the resignation of CNN CEO Jeff Zucker. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. And five criminal investigations against former Governor Cuomo have also been dropped, paving the way for a possible resurrection of his political career. A big crackdown by the feds against drug-related violence and overdoses. It's called Operation Overdrive by the DEA. It is targeting 34 separate locations in 23 states. Among the targeted areas in New York State are the Bronx and Buffalo, New York. In New Jersey, being targeted by the DEA are Newark, New Jersey, and Camden, New Jersey. They're both on the DEA's radar. The operation launched on February 1st. The DEA said it will use a data-driven, intelligence-led approach to try and identify and dismantle criminal drug networks operating in areas with the highest rates of violence and overdoses. Each and every day, 275 people die from drug overdoses. A record 103,000 people died in the United States from drug overdoses throughout the country from April of 2020 to April of last year as COVID peaked. A man who threatened a group of Jewish students at a Chicago school on January 13th is on the loose. Police say this man yelled, all of you should be killed. According to Chicago police, the suspect described as a black male between 40 and 49 years old with a black mustache and beard yelled profanities and threats at a teacher and her students. 
And this is the latest in a series of anti-Semitic hate crimes against the Jewish community in Chicago in recent weeks. Back to New York City, Mayor Eric Adams, who has previously claimed to be vegan, bizarrely refused to say on Monday if he eats fish or if he consumes any other animal products. Adams brought up his own eating habits during a press conference in Brooklyn. Following multiple reports, he's been spotted out dining on fish at various restaurants, despite repeatedly insisting he follows a plant-based diet. I eat a plant-based centered life. Some people want to call me vegan. Vegans eat Oreos and they drink Coca-Cola. I don't. I eat a plant-based centered life. So if he, in fact, eats fish, then he would be pescatarian and not vegan. Adams addressed the speculation about his diet as he touted a new plant-based lifestyle medicine program that is set to be rolled out to New York City health and hospitals in a bid to help reduce chronic disease risks. Adams, who later gave a cooking demonstration to the media, went on to refer to himself as perfectly imperfect as he attempted to encourage others to follow his plant-based lifestyle that he claims he follows. All right, 77 WABC time check coming up on 557. Mike Garcia, hard at work at the traffic desk. Mike? Thank you, Deb. The George Washington Bridge, Holland, and Lincoln Tunnels are all still good and clear. But over to Rutherford, there's a 45 miles per hour speed limit in both directions on the New Jersey Turnpike from Exit 1 to Exit 8A because of roadway conditions and salting operations. Over Middlesex County, New Jersey North and Southbound on Route 1, stop-and-go traffic is still going on in Edison. Just a while ago, an accident occurred at the Whitestone Bridge area on I-678 Excuse me, northbound, approaching the tolls, one lane is completely blocked off. Now, there is some stop traffic going on. First and foremost, the Harlem River Drive southbound between exit 19 and exit 18 on the Harlem River Drive. And, of course, I-278 eastbound between... Uh, Exit 24 and Exit 28A on the BQE Brooklyn bound. In transit, the PATH train is experiencing irregular delays due to signal problems at the Newark World Trade Center and Grove Street. Alternate side parking rules are in effect today. I'm Mike Garcia with Traffic on the 7th for 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Mike. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny day today. Highs 43 overnight. The lows 29, mostly clear skies. Sunny tomorrow, the high near 47. Right now, 36 degrees Cloudy skies in Manhattan. Big lineup for Bernie and Sid coming up at 6 o'clock right here on 77 WABC. It would not be Tuesday without Bo Deedle, of course, a private eye actor, tough cop here in New York City. Of course, he's retired. That's at 740. At 840, remember the 1980 Winter Olympics and the Miracle on Ice? Well, the captain of that 1980 team, Mike Arauzioni, is with Bernie and Sid. That's at 840. Of course, we have the 77 WABC clip of the day at the bottom of the hour. Don't miss Lydia reports at 825 at 32 past each hour. Sid Sports. And, of course, the Peerless Spoilers Beat Bernie contest Monday through Friday each and every day at 940. Well, new data finds that people who have actually recovered from COVID-19 are at increased risk of developing cardiovascular complications. And these complications occur within the first month to a year following infection. The in-depth study was done by researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis and the Veterans Affairs St. Louis Healthcare System. Now, this study found that the cardiovascular complications occur even among previously healthy people who've had just mild complications from the virus. 
Such complications include things like disruptive heart rhythms, inflammation of the heart, blood clots, stroke, coronary artery disease, heart attack, heart failure, or even death. More than 380 million people globally have been infected with the virus since the start of the viral pandemic. That in-depth study done by, again, researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis and the Veterans Affairs St. Louis Health Care System. And if you're heading out the door again, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center calling for a mostly sunny day today or high near 43. Overnight, the lows 29, mostly clear skies. And tomorrow, more sunshine with a high near 50, almost uh, near 50, the high tomorrow, 47 degrees. And we're holding steady at 36 degrees, cloudy skies here in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your early news. Be with us tomorrow for more early news, sports, weather, traffic, and business. We're working our way to Bernie. It's coming up at 6 o'clock. Stay with us. Be early tomorrow at 5.